good? Yes, come on, say I'm good. Say it like a South Australian, I'm good. I'm good, mate. That's good. Hey, how good was the worship tonight? Wasn't that awesome? Let's give it up for the worship team. So good. Hey, I am pumped to be here with you guys tonight. And uh, it's so cool to see so many more young people here. Remember the last time I was here, what was I here? 2019, I reckon. 2019. And then 2020 didn't actually exist because of COVID. It was a blip. And now we're here. 2021. How's it going? I didn't think anyone would be wearing masks out here, but they are. It's quite a surprise. I thought Port Lincoln, it's not going to happen. But you guys are all very good boys and girls. It's fantastic. Okay. Hey, so pumped to be here. Uh, my name is Sam. Contrary to what Claire said, I am not Youth Alive. I do run Youth Alive, but I'm not actually Youth Alive. My name is Sam. Who loves Claire, by the way? Isn't she a beast? I want to say this, actually. One thing I noticed since the last time I was here, you've grown in so much authority, so much confidence. Just your leadership has gone up a whole nother level. It's just amazing to see what God's doing in your life, Claire. So let's, let's get behind that. That's exciting. And uh, yeah, so good to be here. So my name is Sam and my last name is Long. My wife's last name is also Long. Her name is Hannah. We got three kids under four. We got Gabriel, who is four years old, and we got twins, Leo and Shiloh, who are two crazy little poop machines. And uh, it's pretty it's pretty wild. And uh, love Port Lincoln. Who loves your youth pastor? Pastor Josh Santostefano. You got, yeah, yeah. he's just, <laughs> he's like, why did I get picked up, man? Where's my photo? All right. Uh, but no, you're doing an awesome job, Josh, and thanks for having me. It's so good to be here tonight. I want to um, speak a message tonight that I really had on my heart for One Heart Youth, and the title of my message tonight is Off Sale. Everyone say Off Sale. Turn to someone next to you and say, it's Off Sale. It's Off Sale. There's two kinds of people in the world, okay? Just going to boil everyone down to two categories, because that's the best thing to do. Uh, it's two kinds of people in the world. There are those who check the price before they buy clothes. And there are those that check the price after they've already fallen in love with it. Who's, that, who's in that category? Like stingy people are like, I'm going to check the price tag, right, before I decide whether I love this or not. Come on, where are my stingy people at tonight? Yeah, 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 you stingers. There's the door. No, kidding. Uh, and then there's a second group of people, and you make the mistake of falling in love with it before you check the price tag. Hey, that's me every time. Like, oh, my God, I love that hoodie. I'll buy that. $500. Ah, it's wrong. We have a habit in life of checking the price tag after we fall in love with something. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I never knew the price tag on having children before I had them. They're very, they're very easy to make. So be very careful about that. But they're quite costly. They cost a lot. In fact, before you have children, you actually have no idea how much they're going to cost you. These things, these three little leeches or children depending on the day, they cost me a lot of money. And they cost us, I mean, there's, there's a cost element to having children but you just have no idea about. I'll show you a picture. I've censored it slightly for you that happened right before we actually came here this week. Uh, I think it's going to come up on the screen. It's, I can see the anticipators black. It's building, it's building, it's building, it's building. I can feel it deep in my spirit. Faith is rising. There's about to be an explosion. <laughs> Maybe it's not coming. It's Okay. I got it. Do we do a slow clap thing? Da, 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 da. Sorry, I'll give it a couple more seconds. If it doesn't come up, we'll keep moving. I just wanted to show you. Okay, okay. So this, 
This is my daughter after getting out of the bath and we didn't realise that her bum cheeks were full of poo and so she sat down on my wife's jeans and that was the incident that's there. What you got a mixture there of is, uh, is poo and my other son in the bottom left corner, he's just having a good old look and when, when the one, one of them sees the other one's poo, they just go, yuck, poo. So, but I don't show you that on the brochure before you decide to have children, right? This is crazy stuff. So... So you never know, right, what's on the other side, right? We so often make decisions. I mean, I'm never having kids. Tonight's not actually for sex talk at use, but if there was ever a great contraceptive to prevent you from doing things before you're married, that photo should do it for you right there. That is your future if you don't get married first. Okay, but so often we, we actually make decisions in life, we fall in love with things before we check the price on them, right? And Jesus actually says this amazing thing. He says, every single person on this earth was called by God. You're here tonight, not by accident, not because you thought, oh, no, it's better to do it on a Sunday night. No, you're here tonight because there's actually a God in heaven who destined that you would be here tonight. You're here tonight because there's a call of God on your life. There is a purpose of God built into the fabric of who you are. And when I was 16 years old, I grew up in church, but I thought the whole thing was a joke. And it wasn't until I was 16 when the power of God hit me for the first time in my life. And I realized that God actually had made me for a purpose and for a reason. And you and me are exactly the same. Every one of us has a call from God. Every one of you was designed and placed on the earth on purpose. You're not what teachers may have taught you, a random result, an evolutionary chance, a mistake that just appeared on this planet. It doesn't even matter if your mum and dad told you you were an accident. There are no accidents in the kingdom of God. God said, I made every one of you with a purpose. I made every one of you with a design. And whether your parents plan on you being here or not, whether people told you you're meant to be here or not, I'm here to tell you today, there's a call of God on your life. You were designed for greatness. God's placed good things on the inside of you and he loves you and I love talking about the call of God but tonight I've got to level with you and I'm going to go hard okay I'm going to go real tonight because even though we love talking about the call of God sometimes we forget to talk about the cost of the call and here's what happens you can hear a message like this there's some sweaty speaker spitting all over you and spreading the Delta variant far and wide. Um, and you're like, you're like, <laughs> it's like super spreader event here at Youth tonight. Um, but you can hear that. And here's what happens. If you only hear about the call, you're going to get really confused one day when life starts getting hard. If you only hear about the call, you're going to be really confused one day when people start to tease you because you come to youth. If you only hear about the call, you're going to be confused one day when that call actually starts to cost you something. Because to be a real follower of Jesus, not a fake Friday, Sunday follower of Jesus, but a real one, it's actually going to cost you something. And so many young people, they hear about the call, they hear that they're loved by God, chosen by God, and then suddenly something bad happens and their whole faith freaks out. They melt down, they walk away from God because no one ever told them that it came with a cost. There's a great call on your life, 
but it's going to cost you something big too. And I want to be the one who tells you and tells you it real so that when the cost comes, you go, man, I'm ready for this. Nothing's going to take my faith down. Nothing's going to cause me to walk away. I remember that night at One Heart Youth when Pastor Sam told me the cost was coming. Here it comes. I'm ready for it, baby. You can say anything that you want about me. You can say anything you want about my faith. You can cost me anything, but I'm not going to give up. Why? Because I know I'm called and I'm willing to pay the cost for that call as well. I don't just fall in love with stuff. I count the cost. So if Jesus is a nice item of clothing, he says, I want you to check the price tag on me before you decide to buy me and take me home. So tonight we're going to read this from uh, the book of Luke. And this is what he says, Luke 14, 28 to 30 in the message paraphrase. And this is what it says. It says, is there anyone here who's planning to build a new house, doesn't first sit down and figure out the cost. So you'll know if you can complete it. If you only get the foundation laid, then run out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun of you saying he started something that he could not finish. When it comes to the call of God, it's not a question of whether you can afford it or not. Because you know, like when you go to buy something, basically the thing that's going to dictate whether you can buy it is you can afford it or not. Some people can afford it, some people can't. There's the haves and the have-nots. But can I tell you, in the kingdom of God, there is no haves and have-nots. There's only will and will-nots. Everyone can afford the cost, but not everyone will pay the cost. So Jesus isn't saying there's some people who can afford it. There's some spiritually rich people, some spiritually loaded people, and some spiritually povo people. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, no, 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 everybody can afford the cost, but will you pay the cost? There are no have and have nots in the kingdom of God. There are only will and will nots in the kingdom of God. So this is what I wanna ask you tonight, one heart youth. Are you a will or a will not believer? Are you someone who says, no, 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 I understand that this is gonna cost me something, but I'm willing to do what it takes, come on, to be a Christian, to follow Jesus and to see the world change. People are gonna attack you on social media. The woke fam's gonna come at you sometimes and cry and quit you. You question what you believe, but you got to stand firm on the Word of God and know no matter what people say about me, I'm not a will not, I'm a will somebody. I'm going after what God called me to go after. That's the thing. I want to challenge you today. Be a will believer. I will pay the cost. Don't come to youth just when there's a guest speaker. I will be a youth every Sunday night. Don't come to youth when it looks good on the promo. No, I will. Why? Because I want to pay the cost to follow Jesus. There's no have and have nots. I want to tell you say, what you do or do not have doesn't matter. Where you did or did not come from does not matter. Where your family, what family you did or did not have doesn't matter. What job you have or do not have does not matter. There are no have and have nots in the kingdom of God. There are only will and will nots. And I want to ask you today, is there a yes in your heart that says, Jesus, I will. The call is a cost that everyone can afford but not everyone will pay. I think a lot of the time we treat God like a garage sale. Who's ever been to a garage sale before? Come on, come on. Who loves a good Aussie garage sale? Who knows there's some rules at a garage sale? The rule is if you're you're hosting a garage sale, you, you definitely can't print the sign professionally. 
you got to get a piece of cardboard, you got to tear it up, you got to get a big sharpie and write, get right, sale, and it doesn't even fit on the on the cardboard, it kind of just cuts off on the end, and then you get some tape and you just mask it up to the Sobe pole and it's crooked, and, and basically the crummy of a sign, the more appealing it is. Like if the garage sale sign looks good, it's probably a bad garage sale. Come on. You want some cardboard sharpie action going on to know if you're going to get to that garage sale. And this is what happens when you get to the garage sale. You see something that you like, but in order to purchase it, you pretend you don't like it. You're like, oh, it's pretty beaten up. This, uh, this bike here, it's seen better years, hasn't it, mate? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't know. Give you 10 bucks for it. And you know it's worth 20 but you're like, I'll give you 10 bucks for it, man. I'll take it off your hands for you. That's a good one. I'll take it off your hands. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to, you're trying to haggle the price down. You're trying to pay less than you know it's worth. And I think sometimes we kind of think God is like a garage sale God. It's like, like Jesus, I'll follow you. But can, we, <laughs> can we haggle for a moment, man? Like, <laughs> can we just like, hey, I'll take the call of God for an hour on a Sunday night, but don't actually expect me to come to this regularly. <laughs> Will you, will, you, will you take that for it, Lord? You know, haggle you down a little bit on the, on the call. And Jesus is like, <laughs> no. And then you're like, yeah, God, I'm happy to, to lift my hands here and worship you, Jesus. I love that. That's a, that, I'm happy with that cost. But, but how about when you get to you, for you, I mean, when you get to school, you're still using those hands to have fights behind the shed. Come on, somebody. Like, oh, and I'll raise them here, but I'm going to swing it at school. So he's like, no, no, that's not how it works. Come on, somebody. You play keys at youth group, but you use those same keys to bully people online. Is that okay? No. He says, you can't have some of me. You can't just pay a portion. He says, no, no, no. You got to, I'm not going to be haggled down. God is not a garage sale God. Can I tell you guys, the Haggle Co guy, you know the Haggle Co guy on TV? You got to haggle, haggle. He was wrong. You don't got to haggle, haggle with God. God says, no, this is the cost. But here's the thing. The greater something costs, the greater it's worth. So Pastor Sam, why are you talking about the cost of following Jesus? I'll tell you why. Because even though it'll cost you much, all that means is that He is the most valuable thing in this world. He's more valuable than social status. He's more valuable, come on, than followers on Instagram. He's more valuable than what your friends may or may not say about you. He is the pearl of great price, the Bible says. You can't outprice Him. Come on, there's no sneakers you can buy that can equal His worth. There's no drip you can be dripping in. That will equal his worth. He is the king above all kings. He's the Lord above all lords. He's the prize above all prize. And that's why it's costly to follow Jesus. He's saying, you're called by me and I want you to be willing to carry the cost. And you say, Pastor Sam, why is it so important? I believe this youth ministry is called to grow. I believe, I, I love that with the school logos on the screen before. And when Claire was saying, there's someone here from every school in Port Lincoln, that's a great start. But come on, man, we're not believing for one person from every school in Port Lincoln. We're believing from 10 people from every school, 20 people from every school, 50 people from every school. I'm believing we're going to push back that banner there and pull that puppy down and pack this thing out. And there's going to be 10 guys in short shorts doing raps on the stage. It's going to be unbelievable. But to see that happen, it was awesome, man, by the way. I took a video of it. I'm going to post it on my Instagram. Um, why is that? There's no rebate on revival. 
There's no bargain on breakthrough. There's no discount on destiny. Jesus says you've got to count the cost, carry the cross. And if there's a bunch of young people willing to do that, boom town, Paul Lincoln will be saved. Boom, schools are going to be turned upside down and salvation is going to come. People say the best things in life are free. Those people are liars. Everything that's free in life sucks. And some of you are like, that's not true, man. Love's free. No, it's not. It costs me to love my wife. It costs me to love my children. Come on, somebody. No good thing in life is free. If it's worth it, it's going to cost you something. So live in that place. The worst things in life are free. The average things in life are cheap. The greatest things in life will come at the highest costs. I think there's three desires that every young person has to lay down. I'm just going to say this real quick and then I want to pray for some people because I really believe God's going to do something tonight. Three desires I reckon every young person has to lay down in their life at some point. These are the desires that I had to lay down to discover the call of God on my life. I never plan on being a pastor. I plan on making movies. And then God got a hold of me. But here's, here's the first desire I reckon every young person has to lay down. Number one, the desire to sample without sacrifice. The desire to sample without sacrifice. You know when you go to the ice cream shop and you can sample all the flavors? And, and you, if you want, you could just sample every flavor and then get enough ice cream by sampling every one that you don't even need an ice cream anymore. And there's like 120 people waiting behind you in the line thinking, you jerk, come on somebody, just make a decision. And uh, here's the thing, is you can sample and sample and sample without ever actually paying the price for the ice cream. And we can come to youth and we can sample Jesus. I'll sample him on a Sunday. I'll sample a bit of worship, do a bit of that one. I'll sample in the word. I'll, I'll kind of sample this. But there's got to come a time where you stop sampling Jesus and you actually start making him your savior. Jesus said, I won't be sampled. I will only be your savior. There's this crazy story in um, Luke chapter 9, 57 to 58. This is brutal. Like, this is savage Jesus coming, coming out hot. Luke chapter 9, 57 to 58, as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I'll follow you wherever you go. That sounds really nice. And then Jesus turns to him and said, foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. What's Jesus saying to him? He's saying, you think you want to follow me, but you just enjoyed this little sample. He's like, you're not really willing to walk with me where I'm going. You wanted to sample me, but you weren't willing for me to be your savior. And there's got to come a time in our life where we stop sampling Jesus and say, no, 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 this thing's real for me. I'm going all in on this. In year 12, for me, it got real for me. I've been dating this girl for three years at school. Three years. And it was naughty, man. It was bad. My parents didn't like it. My pastors didn't like it. Nobody liked it. I knew I wasn't meant to be dating this girl. And I remember I got to year 12. And I remember, literally, I had this moment with God. And God was literally like, you need to break up with her now or you're going to miss the call of God in your life. Because I've been sampling Jesus. I've been at youth, but I was still living like filth during the week. And I had to break up with her. He didn't make me. It wasn't like, you know, he didn't physically come down and pull our lips apart or anything like that. It was just, he just said to me, you've got to break up with this girl. And then when I broke up with this girl, I lost all of my friends because they're like, this guy's a jerk. God told him to. And I had no friends for the rest of year 12. At the end of year 12, I spoke my first message at youth. And that was the moment that I realized that I was called by God to be a pastor. But Jesus was saying, Sam, you've been sampling me, but now I want you to sacrifice to me. I, I want to be your savior. 
The second desire that I think has to fall for the call is this, is the desire to attend without taking action. The desire to attend without taking action. There's this story um, in Mark chapter 2 where the paraly- there's this paralytic man and he gets, um, paralytic, paralytic man and he gets carried, <laughs> sorry doctor, uh, he gets carried to the feet of Jesus and there's this, there's this church service happening and the, the, the room's full and Jesus is preaching a great message and all the Christians are going, wow, Jesus, this is so amazing. And this is what struck me about this story is these guys, they get onto the roof, they cut a hole in the roof, they lower the paralytic man down to Jesus. And here's the funny thing about it. There was a room full of people who were willing to listen to a preacher, but only four of them were willing to take action and actually get someone to the feet of Jesus. So they were attending without action. And I just believe today for this youth ministry, there's some young people here, you've been attending, but God says it's time now to take action. It's time to start inviting your friends at school to youth. Come on, you wanted to do this forever? Come on, now is the time. Some of you, maybe you nearly finished school. You've got a closing window of opportunity with these friends. Now is the time. Come on, to start inviting people to youth and seeing people one for Jesus. Here's the thing. The attenders heard the sound the people on the roof were making. The ones on the roof got to make the sound. The ones in the room got to see a breakthrough. The ones on the roof got to be a breakthrough. The ones in the room got to see a revival. The ones on the roof got to be a revival. I don't know about you. I don't just want to see it from a distance. I want to be in the thick of this thing. I want to see God use me in a way that's so powerful. And the third desire that every young person has to lay down is this, is the desire for Christ without a cross. One of the things I love hearing is, is, is young people dreaming for God. I want to see miracles on the streets, man. Revival, bro. I love it, man. I pray for that stuff all the time. But if we want to see miracles on the streets, that's going to cost us our dignity. If we want to influence the world, come on, that's going to cost us something. If we want stadiums filled with crowds, someone has to pay for that stadium. You know, I'm getting ready to pay. I'm getting ready to sign a $70,000 contract to book a stadium for one night next year. And we can pray for a revival, but it's actually going to cost, it's going to cost us $70,000 to see that come to pass. I'm going to wrap up so I can have a little, whatever you guys are doing, um, worship. Every Christ-sized dream comes with a Christ-shaped cross. And Jesus says, I'm looking for a generation, come on, who is willing to pay the cost. So this is what I want to ask you tonight, young person, is you've heard about the call of God. You've heard that you're loved. You've heard that you're here for a reason. But tonight I want to challenge you to say, Jesus, I don't just want to hear about the call now. I want to make a stand. And I want to say, God, I want to be used by you. And come hell or high water, come payouts, come bullying, come being let know, Jesus, I'm all in on this thing because I believe in you and I want to see you do something powerful in my world I want to see you do something powerful through my life I'm serious about you Jesus come on young people why don't we stand to our feet across this place I don't want you to talk to anyone as you stand I want you to close your eyes right where you are and uh, tonight I'm believing that God is going to speak to people he's going to burden you with a heart come on to see people come to know him and And He's going to stir up on the inside of you this yes that just says, Jesus, I'm willing to pay the cost. Jesus, you can use me. I want to respond, Jesus, to who you are tonight. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to pray for you.
And Lord, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every young person in this room tonight. No one's here by accident. Everyone is here by design and by intent. Father, right now, I release the ignition of the call of God in the heart of every young person in this room. Let the fire of God explode in their hearts. Let the call of God be birthed in them. Lord, as you birthed it in me at 16, would you birth it in them tonight? Father, I pray that you would raise up world changes in this room, city shakers in this room, school movers in this room. I pray, Lord God, that you would birth a hunger for the call of God to be released in this room. Father, I pray these things right now in the name of Jesus.